0: Hi there, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Bop to This Music. I am Drew Aduchi. And I'm Mike Kuros. And we are here to talk to you about, basically, bops. And if you're not sure what a bop is, then you need to familiarize (laughs) yourself. Because uh, that's music lingo for
1: just a really great song. So Bop is definitely like a, I kind of want to say it's a gay community term for songs that are mostly pop music songs that are just amazing. They're, they're you know, they're, they're great. Right. So yeah. this blog will center, this blog, this podcast will actually center around reviewing music and figuring out whether we're proclaiming a song a bop or A flop. Yeah, no one wants a flop, so... Yeah, and if
0: you're not familiar with that term, it's that's also a gay community (laughs) term, so you're getting the theme here, but that's also a gay community term that
1: basically means it's a song that's garbage. Yeah. Um, So why don't we kick off by talking about ourselves briefly? Sure. Uh, Drew, why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself? Okay, sure. Well, I... I actually didn't
0: start listening to music until I was in high school. Um, I
1: don't know how it's possible. How you lived?
0: I don't know. Um, I think I was just a little too sheltered as a as a middle schooler mm. child. Um, but yeah, when I got to high school, I started going to different homecoming dances, and the music got exposed to me. And that's when I was driving around with friends in the cars, and so I actually was able to listen to some good music. And, yeah, I found that I really enjoyed dancing at parties. And <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's true. I enjoyed dancing at uh, school dances, at parties. And so I think the music is what fueled that passion for dance, and the two kind of just interconnected. And ever since then, I've uh, really appreciated music, particular particularly pop music, and um, I've also had my own blog, which has been a moderate. Was it a flop? Uh, (laughs) It depends on who you ask, I guess, but um, on that blog, I tried to release reviews of different types of music, uh, new tracks, new albums. I've done um, top songs of the year, top albums of the year, so... I've had a little bit of experience writing about music. Um, so this is a little bit of a new adventure, having to just talk about it and um, give my thoughts and opinions on music vocally. But that's my that's my, I guess, spiel, spiel on my music appeal. and yeah.
1: Yeah, so I um, have always loved pop music. I was like always listening to um, Chicago, we were were based in Chicago area, Um, always grew up listening to B96 and Kiss FM um, on my parents' radio and uh, just been such a pop, big pop music fan, Um, especially as kind of, I've grown up, you know, like I am just obsessed with a good beat, good melody, good hook, Mm -hmm. um, good sugary pop um, vocals. All that good stuff. And so, um, just lifelong passion has been listening to music. And more importantly than that, like I love talking about pop music and mm-hmm. I love to stand. If you don't know what stand means, that means defend uh, vigorously. Yeah. Um, I love to stand my favorite pop artists who are like Britney, Rihanna, Madonna, um, a lot of other different ones. But um, I, you know, think. Just have always enjoyed pop music. Um, by day, I am a public relations professional. Um, I work at a firm and I have a lot of different clients, so that's my day job. I'm also by night a cycling instructor um, at a place called Cycle Bar, and so that's kind of my outlet to showcase my music and musical tastes and basically dance on indoor cycling spin bikes. It's really fun.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't have that opportunity hey. to. Uh, express my passion for music through my regular profession. I'm a teacher by day, so it's a little challenging to incorporate music into the day, um, although they do play music during the passing periods, and every so often I find really? myself... Really? Yeah. That's so interesting. And every so often I find myself just, like, singing along to the song, and I have to be careful because I don't want to be embarrassed by the students and have them... Um, Chastise you. Chastise me or just make me feel like embarrassed. But
1: so why don't we talk about how this blog got started? Uh, this podcast. I keep calling it blog because it was originally going to be a blog. Yes. Uh, two years ago, uh, <laughs> I reached out to Drew and I was like, "Hey, we should start a blog, like and ask people whether the song is a bop or a flop." It was kind of a concept that just came up. Yeah. Drew was on board, and then life got busy, and we didn't do it.
0: Yeah, and I think. Mike had done some of my reading of my own personal blog and so I think that's kind of where the idea maybe came from am I right? I don't know. Yeah. I actually I don't I've always wanted to do a blog personally. Yeah. But Well you're the one that's always suggested that I start a blog Yes,
1: it's funny actually cuz whenever
0: it. you send me songs you ask me for my critique and I give you this very well written
1: prosaic type of response. And, and then I don't read it. <laughs> I'm wow. sorry. I, so I'm just like, I just get busy. But the thing is, we're in a generation where people don't like to read as much. That's true. And yeah. to be honest, it takes a long time to actually write something down. Oh, yeah, for sure. When I've written my own personal blog post, it's,
0: it's taken me like weeks sometimes yeah. to finish it off. So, yeah, it does take time. So I think this will be a quick way to get our opinions out there and just have people familiarize themselves with the music we like and also get feedback on what other people like.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're, I mean, we're super excited to share this podcast. I think, you know, it's been a long time coming. I think we have a great concept and we're super excited to engage people, um, and hear your opinions on bops and flops. But I think most importantly, Drew and I just excited to banter and talk about (laughs) pop music, debate, healthy debate. Yeah.
0: It's what we do on our regular schedule and our normal day of like day-to-day life. So why not publicize it and put it out there and have people
1: either disagree or agree with us? So the way this is going to run, we're going to each week do... um, Each week or every other week, we're trying to figure that out. Um, But we're going to choose about four songs that Mm -hmm. recently came out that we can kind of discuss and give our critique on whether it's a bop or a flop. Um, pretty simple banter. We'll play a little clip of the song and then move forward, um, you know, and then we'll talk about some bops and the flops, honorable mentions mm-hmm. that we didn't get to. Right, yeah, because it's not possible
0: to get to every single new release every Friday. That's when all the new music comes out, if you did not already know that. So, yeah, it's not possible to get it to everything, so we'll just highlight... At least three songs, four if
1: we get to them, and then we'll talk about our honorable mentions. And we'll also do, like, once a month album profiles or artist profiles, um, specials, like uh, I think we had mentioned best songs of the year so far. Right, yeah. Kind of keep things interesting that way. We also want to hear from you guys, most importantly, to hear what songs you want us to review or listen to um, and consider to add in the podcast. So I'm going to get this out there now. Okay. Boptothismusic.com. It's B-O-P to this music dot com. That's our website there. You can get to our social media channels, which are all at Bop to this music. Um, Sound off. Let us know your thoughts and all that good stuff. And you know what? We actually may sometime invite someone else to join us for an episode. Yeah, I think that would be cool because, I mean, you might not want to hear us talk all the
0: time about our gay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> our gay biased opinions on music, so uh, it would be nice to get
1: some other opinions in here as well. It's basically going to be a gay version of The View <laughs> based on pop music. All right, so why don't we kick it off with our first song ever, um, and we're going to go with Christina Aguilera's Accelerate, which came out... Um, this past Thursday, actually, right. um, song with Ty Dolla and 2 Chains, mm-hmm. um, co-produced by Kanye West and like 8,000 other people. Oh, was it? I yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't know who everyone is. Um, but you know, it's, uh, basically a hip hop influenced pop song. I think this is pretty like, um, pretty, uh, example, a good example of basically how hip hop has kind of influenced a lot of pop songs recently, I would say.
0: Yeah, it seems like every pop song that comes out has at least one, or in this case, two R&B featured artists, um, which I have my own opinions on. I feel like that is a way for just mainstream pop artists to kind of have their song be a hit, and they're trying to cross over into the R&B world to get those listeners of mostly R&B. So... I more or less think it's just a strategy to get more listens rather than actually focusing on trying to put together a good song. Um, And that was one of my critiques of this song: is the fact that it is so R and B heavy, Uh and that she has both Ty Dolla Sign and Two Chains, right? Two Chains. Yeah, Two Chains. Yeah, and I honestly don't think they contribute much to the track. Really, I don't. I feel like Ty Dolla Sign, in the beginning of the song, his little chants or whatever you want to call those, I feel like they they are a little uh, addictive. So mm-hmm. I think that part is catchy. However, when you get to the verse from Two Chains, that's kind of where. The song falters for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think pop, especially women pop stars that are older, it's sad. Mm-hmm. They feel like they need to add constantly these new hip-hop artists, right. rap artists in order to make the song pop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but so first of all, let me preface this. Drew and I never talk about these songs right before we review them. So this is all very candid, open. Um, but I think the rappers do add something to it just because uh, here's the weird thing about Christina Aguilera. She's a legend, right? Like she's already has legendary status. Yes. She's been around the block, but she's at this weird thing where her last two albums extremely flopped. Mm-hmm. Bad sales. Um and this is gonna be her what, I think her sixth or sixth. no eighth studio. Sixth or eighth. One of those two. It's um, been six years since yes. her last music. Which is a long time because mm-hmm. pop music fans tend to like lose focus and they forget about people. And I think someone like Adele can do this because they have this like like beyond amazing sales and track Huge record following yeah. yeah but i don't know if this was a smart move for her like to wait this long first of all mm-hmm. and then to come back with i don't think this is a first single i don't think this is i think no. it's it's uh it's i think almost an album filler yeah it seems like
0: it because i mean i was expecting some of the belts and some of the croons that you're typically used to hearing from christina Aguilera. And something extreme, like ah, yeah, like there was none of that. And I'm basically comparing it to her first single of her last album, Your Body, Your Body, which so long ago I really loved. It was so addictive, and it was so easy to dance to that one. And if I'm comparing the two, that one definitely was first single worthy, Mm -hmm. even though it may not have had
1: as much success commercially you know and i don't even know if it had big success with her i don't want to say gay fans like mm-hmm. because i mean i feel like i didn't hear that one as much or nearly hear as much as i do as britney spears work bitch like that oh, one's all no. over you know yeah. but like here's the thing, christina she's not as relatable like she's kind of been known as extreme diva mm-hmm. and i think that for her like you know this is a song basically that is going to be good in the club to hear after three drinks.
0: Sure, yeah. No doubt about that. But, I mean, I don't expect this to make it onto pop radio. No, not... If, um, I Mark our words. I don't know <laughs> if
1: it it's well hit.
0: Even, even, like, urban radio. I don't know yeah. if this
1: will make much of an impact on urban radio. You know, that's interesting because Christina has always been a versatile artist. Mm-hmm. Like, she... Is ethnic, you know. She is has Latin, Latina on her. Right. Um. But I don't know. Actually, she may just have a chance of getting like a, a local hip hop station, a couple plays, not a lot, mm-hmm. just because of two chains and Ty Dolla Sign. You know.
0: Yeah. Um. And right now, I think it's like number twenty something on iTunes. Is so, it? Mm-hmm. I mean. For not coming that's kinda out, that's kind of sad. It was, was it two days ago. That, or- well, yeah, but for not coming out with music in six years, I'd say it's not terrible that she's yeah like she's still in the top twenty, which is nothing nothing to shrug off, you know. But I mean, I agree with you that this is probably not worthy of a first single. Um, have you seen the video yet? I have seen the video. I have not yet. It's pretty interesting because um it reminds me a lot of miley cyrus dead pets era music mm. video i cannot recall what the song was for that one song she released
1: oh where she's like throwing the milk on her and everything yeah throwing the milk the weird and one. And yeah yeah
0: because there's a lot of glitter in the music video okay. and there's a point where she's covered in a syrupy substance. I have no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. Um but Dolla Sign and two chains do not make an appearance in the music video, which is interesting. Yeah. So it's just her there's several shots of her, one of which <coughs> she's in some formal wear and it's black and white, and then the other ones are more extreme where she's covered in glitter and syrup and trying to look sexy. <laughs> um, so I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of the music video either. Not that that should influence... No, but it should, though. Fans. I
1: think it should, because in the scene, like, the music videos, they will make or break you. Like, even oh, yeah, though MTV's true. not going to play the rotation, like, no. the view counts, the you want to make people talking about you, and the music sure. is a good chance to do that. Well, yeah, and if we're talking about YouTube views, like, YouTube views
0: now impact
1: yeah, your charting
0: board. position. So, yeah, I, I guess it does impact the song's success, but, I mean... It doesn't add anything to my feelings of the song, really. Yeah.
1: Um, so, I think Christina Aguilera and like I, to kind of almost end this up is like I think from a public relations perspective, which I always look through that lens. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my secret dreams has always been to like be a publicist or a musician. Um, so I like to like kind of strategize for them on my own. <laughs> but with Christina, she has such an uphill battle because she has already had this negative diva impression. Um, that people are don't find really familiar, but at the same time, Christina Galera, as of like this past week, has been really ramp, ramping up her PR um, strategy. Like she's oh, been really? oh Carpool Karaoke, even though she didn't debut her new song there, which I think is a big, big mess. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a huge Billboard front cover page, um, everything. Like, and she even said though she acknowledges that she doesn't care if her album or her music charts. Mm-hmm. She just lo- loves doing it. I find it hard to believe because she is a I major like labeling artist.
0: I feel like she would have released music within that six years though if it didn't matter about her chart position. Yeah. Because how long I know she has her family and everything but does it really take six years to come up with a
1: concept or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Well and she released her whole album um, trackless, list um, and her cover and everything so she's going forward to this era. It's called Liberation. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what's going on. She calls it she I was watching a promo video of her new album and she's like mm-hmm. basically I'm going back to my 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 childhood roots this innocence <laughs> this and I'm like okay all right like calm down Christina I mean the the cover
0: art does match up with that claim and yeah. there were points in the music video where she was makeup less so yeah, minimal makeup yeah she's going for that innocence that's laying it all on the line without anything
1: covering up you know I'm not a big fan of her lip injections and whatever else she got done. (laughs) She got a lot done. Don't, don't you believe me? Um, I I thought she looked a little different. (laughs) She looks a lot different. Um, so why don't we talk about whether we think this is a bop or a flop? Um, how about you go first?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with flop just because of the fact that, um, it didn't meet my expectations of typical Christina. And it's, it's a club song in some respects, but it didn't really do
1: it for me. So, I have two thoughts, <laughs> and I don't. I never want to get in the habit of doing this, but I think it's a bop for... It's going to be a bop for gay fans, I think. I think it'll be a definite, like, Roscoe Scarlet type of banger that they're going to play, mm-hmm. but... Overall it's a flop. Uh, yeah. I think Christina could've come out with something a little bit more mainstream and catchier. Mm-hmm. Um, could have been a little bit more inventive. The song doesn't sound like a lot of other things, but at the same time there's there's just no pizzazz. Right, yeah. So, and I
0: don't know if her if the fact that Kanye West produced this song is going to affect that negatively. Affect her yeah. Just because of
1: everything he said lately. Um, so if I was your PR person, I'd be burying that lead in a heartbeat. I'd be <laughs> like, uh oh yeah, he did produce it in the FAQ. So that is Accelerate by Christina Aguilera. Right now we're gonna play a quick clip for you. Um, and while you're listening to it, go ahead and go to our website bop to thismusic.com We want to know your thoughts. Here is Accelerate by Christina Aguilera. It's okay. It's okay. It's yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about tomorrow or day. I'll be with my lady
0: critique, our next review, we are going to be discussing Troy Sivan and his new single Bloom. And Troy Sivan is, he's an interesting artist because he just came onto the scene a couple years ago um, with his his album Blue Neighborhood. Yeah, did you Did go? you know he
1: was like uh, a YouTube star before that? I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I
0: didn't know that until like last week. I'm like, oh, interesting. Uh, oh. That seems to be the way a lot common of stars tries. are becoming stars yeah, now. Yeah. Much. But anyway, um, so Troy Sivan, he came out with Blue Neighborhood, I think it was at the end of 2016, and um, in my opinion, that was a really good album. It was really solid. Um, uh, Troy Sivan is a gay male, and a lot of his album reflected that, and... Um, I give him props for being a gay icon, even as budding a gay icon. I would not call him a gay icon, yeah. Yeah, that's true, (laughs) but he's started off his career really well, and, um, I mean, I don't think he has too much of a huge following,
1: but it's starting to evolve and grow. He's so underground, he's a Mm 22-year-old, just making music, and... I mean he's had He's built a great career so far Like so let me just say Like His last album I never really care for it too much Just because it was kind of Too alternative in a weird way But His new string of music That he's been releasing Leading to Bloom mm-hmm. Which is his third I think his third track Off of his upcoming record right. um, If you have not heard His first single My 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 Or Good Side His second single You need to listen to those ASAP yeah, like, best tracks,
0: amazing. Yeah, when my 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 came out, I was instantly drawn to that song. I was
1: dancing around my house.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really catchy song. It's um, it's kind of got some dark tones to it, definitely. Um, and if you've seen the music video, that also is really dark compared to his first era with Blue Neighborhood. That era was more or less him coming to terms with his his sexuality himself. Um, Wondering if he belongs or not. And this seems to be him more embracing his sexuality. And So what would you say Bloom is about, Drew? Well, I mean, you did tell me what it was about. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like you should (laughs) take the uh, initiative in
1: sharing. I would say it's an after dark conversation. (laughs) Um, He tweeted out that the song is about doing something that is sexual... um, and I'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> just look at his Twitter account. Um, it was pretty interesting to see him say that. I'm like, wow, okay. I'm like, he's really he's really gunning to be a gay icon. He really wants to be that, I can tell. Mm-hmm. And I think that the song Bloom is really representative of that. Um, the song is just like instantaneously, instantaneously catchy. Yeah. Like you want to sing along to it. There's like this almost like 80s beat to it. Yeah.
0: That's what I wrote down in my notes is that it's got that 80s influence. There's a lot of hand claps in the yes. song and that's super 80s. And at the same time, it's got the the smoothness of his voice and it's, yeah. it's still modern pop, but it meshes really well with those 80s sounds as well.
1: Yeah. And so this song was produced by a guy named Oscar Holter. Um, I honestly did not know who the hell he was. I had to look him up. But then I realized (laughs) he actually has done a lot of other bops. Like, so he's worked with like Christina Aguilera, co-writing. He uh, co-wrote, whatchamacallit, that song, um, Run Away With Me by... Carly Rae. One of our icons that we ultimately love Haley Steinfeld, Pink, uh, Justin Timberlake, Tovlo, Katy Perry, like he's worked on a lot. Taylor Swift. Wow. Um, this guy is like I think Troy Sivan is strategically working with producers that are working with these pop artists that are really popular. Um, I think he's really blooming his career. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've I've definitely
0: when My 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 came out I heard that song on the radio did you really i did i don't listen to the
1: radio i don't drive to work so
0: well it's a good thing that one of us does (laughs) um but yeah from his last album you really didn't hear much of those singles on the radio i think um youth made it to the radio it made some impact i actually think that's his highest charting song to this day um but then when my 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 came out that started to make its way into the radio, but it didn't really
1: stick for for that long. No. Yeah. Um, and you know what? So. Unfortunately, I think it's because of how he looks and is. Like, I still mm-hmm. think there's some sort of natural uh, radio blockade for people that are, are queer. Mm-hmm. Um, Troy Sivana, if, if you have not seen him yet, is... Skinny, you know, Caucasian boy, uh, very bleached blonde hair right now, and he's Australian, so he's not oh, yeah. a U.S. artist. Yeah. So I think that plays into that as well. If you have not seen his SNL performance from a few months ago, very off the wall. Like he almost seemed like lethargic in a weird way, but he attributed all that to his nerves. Like there's a lot of people backlashing on Twitter. It seems like he was doing a lot of interpretive dancing. From it was. It totally was. It's totally like what Lord did on um, whatever, wore, I think it was Grammys mm-hmm. this year. Um, but you know what, though? Like, I think Troy Sivan, and this song is a good indication. Like, he's building his own path. He is going forward, releasing songs that feel good to him. And to be honest, I'm here for it. Like, I am for the ride. Like... He has had me hooked so far. I was not a big fan of him before until my my my, and this song is just like icing on the cake. Like I am pumped for his album. I think I think it was the um, release date. I think, but I don't remember what if he did it for sure. Um,
0: I'm looking at some information on the song, and I don't see a release date. Um, but so, what would you call this, a bop or a flop, Mr. Aducci? Uh, this is definitely a bop, in my opinion. The fact that it's got those 80s influences that you can bop your head to it no, every, literally. upon every listen um, tells me that this is a song you need to listen to, and it's got to go into your playlist, because um, even if you haven't heard of Troye Sivan, you're
1: going to fall in love with this song. Um, so I would call this a bop. So this song is going into my cycle class playlist tomorrow. Oh, of course. Um, and because of that, it is a bop. Um, it's just a terrific song. It's a feel good, it's perfect for summer. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of rolling your windows down, late night drive with someone or your friends or someone that you love, mm-hmm. just enjoying life. Like that song is such a feel good track. So here is Bloom by Troy Sivan. We'll play a clip for you. Let us know your thoughts um, on our website. I've waited my whole life. It's true, baby. I've been saving this for you, baby. I need you to tell me right before it goes down. Promise me you'll hold my hand if
0: I get scared now. I tell you to take a second, baby, slow down. You should know I. You should know I. Yeah, I.
1: Troy Sivan's Bloom um, So we're moving into our third song which is No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande We had to do this one It's a couple weeks old but uh, Ariana Grande has had such a big career so far so, No Tears Left to Cry has already been revealed as the first single off of her upcoming album, Sweetener. Yeah, she just revealed that the other day. Her new album's called Sweetener. It's rumored to come out in July. July 20th, I think? Yeah, that's the... the yeah. Hopefully, she holds to that. She has a habit of delaying albums like she did her last album, Dangerous Woman, that kept on being delayed, if I'm not mistaken. Um, well, with Dangerous Woman, she... Was not settled on an album title. Well, and she flopped in the beginning, so she had. <laughs> oh Focus. right, yeah. Focus was supposed to be the lead on that Focus one. Focus on it, fo- yeah. Fo- yeah, that one flopped um, big time. Yeah. It was basically a recreation of um, Problem, and it did yeah. not bode well. <laughs> and then she released Dangerous Woman, which honestly, I think that first single off that album was shoddy. I don't. I I've never been a fan of Dangerous Woman. Um,
0: I was not a fan of Dangerous Woman when I first heard it. I just thought it wasn't Ariana's style.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it was a more, like, slow tempo song, and I love when she's doing the upbeat thing, so... Well, and I think... I was not immediately drawn to Dangerous Woman, but I did, it did grow on me. I will admit that. But the album itself, though,
1: full of bops. Like, every day, into you... Like, that song, that album was amazing. Yes. Um, Ariana Grande took some hiatus. Um, It's funny, because she had said this album that Sweetener was was done originally like a couple years ago, right after, while she was touring for Dangerous Women. Mm. Um, And she was basically sitting on it. And then the whole Manchester event happened. Yes. Which is obviously very sad. Um, And I think what I like about the song going into it is that the first 22 seconds, you think... Um, no tears Left to Cry is going to be the sad, sappy song because you see the mm-hmm. title and the first 22 seconds it's her basically crooning and mm-hmm. uh, like very church-like yes. and then it goes into this full-blown
0: pop masterpiece type of song. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me talk about my opinion when I first heard the song because when I first heard it I'm like, oh, okay, this is all right. This This wasn't, it didn't strike me right away as something that was going to be a big bop. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, after a couple of listens, I really got into it. And what really drew me to the song was that euphoric chorus it was just like right now i'm in a state and i probably shouldn't sing so no Uh, no (laughs) but where she sings right now i'm in a state of mind that's so uplifting and so catchy you just like want to be at her concert listening to her sing that just uplifting chorus
1: yeah you know i think so when i first heard the song too like i was Eh about it I was like a mm-hmm. uh, meh I like to say meh a lot mm-hmm. I was a meh And I'm like Okay this is what I waited for Like Because yeah. I mean The last album was really good But then I remembered I didn't like Dangerous Woman And that track was You know um, To me Not a masterpiece at all mm-hmm. So I think the best For a single sometimes And this is kind of contradicts What I said about Christina Aguilera Are ones that are kind of like These More of these sleeper hit Type of things They don't sound amazing right away But they do mm-hmm. find the charts but then once that second single comes, mm-hmm. boom, they're there. Like, they rock it. Right.
0: And that's kind of the key, especially if you want to get major listens, is putting something out that is not necessarily instantly a hit, but mm-hmm. putting something out that gets people's attention yeah. and makes them think about it makes them listen to it. Because if you can put out a song that's a grower and that makes you want to listen to it, again, just to see how you feel about it after multiple listens, then I think you've done your job as an artist because that's going to set you up well for the rest of your era, the rest of your album.
1: Yeah, because the last thing you want is to put out this, like, masterpiece, like, of a song, and then you're like, all right, that's it. Like, everyone tunes out for singles two, three, four. Right. You don't want to
0: have all the excitements just with that first single. You want to build it up um, so that people actually purchase the album. Um, but I was a little confused on the lyrics, and I think that the No Tears Left to Cry refers to the tragedy in Manchester because I remember her tweeting out that after that happened she said something like i have like no more tears Ah, i did not catch that yeah so i think it is a reference to the tragedy but at the same time she says at some point during the song um i got no tears left but i like it boy i like it so that kind of didn't make sense to me in terms of
1: that situation because that made it seem like I can kind of see it. Like... Oh, yeah? Well, I mean, yeah. Because since she's, like... She starts off crying out in the beginning of the song and then Mm -hmm. goes into this, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm going to throw my hat off. Like, I'm going to go out. And she's with her man, Mac Miller. Yeah. And she's just, like, going to jam out. And that's basically what the song is. And I think that's why she's like, boy, I like it. You know? Like, dance with me. That was the one
0: part that didn't necessarily match up with the content of the song or the theme but the other parts definitely did where she's like i'm vibing like i'm living i'm loving um so i do agree with you that she's moving past this tragedy this um huge massacre that happened at her concert by just embracing life and deciding to live life to the fullest so i do get that message just the fact that she doesn't I don't know, that one little part doesn't fit with for me. Um, But overall, I really, really do love the song. And um, the fact that it's so bouncy and it's at the same time really soulful um, makes me like it even more. So does that mean you think it's a bop? I do think it's a bop. (laughs) Yes, despite the one little part of the song that doesn't lyrically fit for me, I still think it's a bop.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say it's a bop too. Um, Max Martin, who is one of the co-producers, um, he produced like pretty much most of last J- album, *Dangerous Woman*. Mm-hmm. If you do know Max Martin, like if you know Max Martin, he makes bops. He makes bops. Like there's yeah, he is he is the go-to person if you're
0: looking for a pop hit. Um, a pop bop. A pop bop. Yeah. yeah. Um, Taylor Swift is the most recent artist who's had. Major success with him Mm -hmm. and and Ariana. Katy
1: Perry, Britney, like everyone. Yeah, so
0: I'm not surprised that I've I enjoyed the song because of he was at the helm of it of the production of it.
1: Yeah, so this is not going to be a song that I would say I jump off my seat and listen to at the gym or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like I don't know if I play it in my cycle class because it's okay. I mean, to me, it's all right, but like to be honest sometimes the best songs are enjoyed after a drink mm-hmm. and you're just trying to let loose and this is a song that I would go crazy for because I'm like oh my god it's so yeah. bouncy yeah exactly um,
0: yeah I think I think it's if you haven't listened to it yeah I think if you do listen to it the first time you may feel simil- similarly that it's not something that you're automatically gravitating toward but If you listen to it a few times, I think it'll definitely have that impact of wanting to get up and dance.
1: Yeah. So here's the clip going into it. We'll play part of the sad part, but we talk about it a lot, and then we'll go into that um, bounce, 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 and cut it off. picking up, up, living, picking so
0: So that was No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande. Hope you enjoyed that one. And we're moving on now to our fourth and final review. And this one is going to be by Nicki Minaj. And we are actually going to focus most of our conversation on uh, one of her two singles that she released mm-hmm. two or three weeks ago. Um, she released two singles. The first one was uh, "Barbie Tings," mm-hmm. and the other one was Chung Li." And Chun Chung Li. Yeah, we, <laughs> we we're still not sure on how to say it, but. Um, We'll talk about Barbie Tings for a little bit.
1: Um, Did you like it? I, okay, I mean, obviously we did not choose it to to review. Right. I hated that.
0: Yeah, I was not a fan of it. Um, I think, I think it didn't, it didn't, I don't
1: know, I I didn't want to listen to it again. There's nothing special about it at all. But with the name Barbie Tings, I was like, ooh, Barbie, I'm like... Even though it's like you're not just staying, I'm like, oh, something girly, pop, maybe. I thought, didn't you think this would be the pop, Barbie seems to be the pop one? I did, yeah. And when
0: we talked earlier... Yeah, about it. When we knew she was releasing new music, we thought that one of the songs would be pretty much a rap song and then the other would be a pop-friendly song. Um, kind of like what she did with uh, Pink Friday Reloaded, um, which was... St- and still is my favorite album of Nicki Minaj's, yeah. just because of the pop uh, part of it. But still, Barbie Tings did not have that pop edge to it, and so we chose not to talk about it that much, just because yeah. it it didn't really it didn't really stick with either of us in a positive way. It was way. a flop.
1: Yeah. So. Chun Li, though. <laughs> Chun Li. Uh, Yeah, what are your thoughts on Chun Li? Um, So let me first of all, what Chun Li is. People are like, "What the hell is Chun Li?" I I thought that when I saw that. I don't even know what it is. Well, it's an anime character, um, like basically an unsung hero on uh, called Street Fighter (laughs) Two. Literally, I look at Wikipedia this because I don't know what the hell that is. Um, But you know, so basically, it's Nicki Minaj. The song is about Nicki Minaj taking saying, you know, I have a lot of credit for rap paving this way for rap mm-hmm. industry. And in a weird way I think it's because the timeliness of the rise of Cardi B. I was thinking the same exact thing. I thought this was Nicki
0: Minaj calling out Cardi B. I don't know if it's a call out I don't think it's a diss track though. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I mean she doesn't call her out per se. Well no, not by name and not specifically. But I think that when she said like They need rappers like me. She's basically saying that I am the greatest rapper, female rapper of all time. She's giving her the South, that title. And I feel like it's well-deserved because she... She did pave the way for other rappers. Well, were other
1: rappers before her. Well, yeah. But modern-day rappers, yes. And what she says in that, in that verse is, basically, they need rappers like me so they can get off their fucking keyboards and blame me as a bad guy, Chun-Li. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, like, you know, pop star, I, in my opinion, this is how I took it, pop stars come and go. Nicki Minaj, they're trying to then put to the back burner now and mm-hmm. put this new, shining glory, Cardi B up front... And she's like, you know what? No, I, I claim mistake, you know, and I'm, I'm the rapper Queen B and you know what? Rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Because she does, Nicki Minaj has paved the way for just modern rap music in general, I would say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact that she is the go-to artist for rappers to have featured in her song, the go-to female uh, rapper, I should say, Um, she's been in literally hundreds of songs as a featured artist because she's... She's just so
1: unique, and yes. she's so—I don't know what the word is. She's versatile. Yeah, She can go absolutely. pop. She can go rap. She can go—I mean, I don't know if she's—she yeah, did one country type of song with DMCE, which was a mess. Um, the song goes hard. Mm-hmm. I will say that, like, it's a song that—as soon as I heard it, like, I was—had the chant for the first, like, 30 seconds to a minute— and then I remember being specifically on that train onto work thinking, oh, wait, like my heads are like moving. I'm like, yeah. The fo- is infectious. Foot tapping,
0: head nodding. Yeah. It's all infectious. Of and she is so fierce in this track. Yes. She goes full throttle. Like it's from zero to a hundred that quickly. Yeah, And I think that because of the fact that she's putting all of it out there It makes it just that more appealing.
1: And I would say that this is one of the songs I definitely go to to get me prepped for my day Mm. when I am baggy eyed, no coffee, (laughs) walking out of my door to go to work. Um, I listen to it to pump me up Mm -hmm. um, and it's a natural booster, but I will say, and I feel like a lot of people have not been talking about this in the mainstream. I wonder if the song was a cultural appropriation because the cover of the single is her with a very oriental type of hairdo mm-hmm. um and Fendi basically I mean she kind of looks Asian yeah and even though she has some oriental blood in her I believe I'm like Ugh. I'm like is this a little appropriating that Jap- uh, Chinese culture mm-hmm. at all like I don't know what did you, did you think about that at all I did
0: it did cross my mind with the look and the name of the song um and I don't know. I feel sold. I feel like that wasn't the first thing I thought of when I did see the album cover. And oh. it did cross my mind, but I don't think she's crossing boundaries or... No. It, because, the, I mean, it, it hasn't come up really as a controversial
1: It hasn't. Because we're in a sensitive era. And I think some people are going to be um, grandfathered. Kind of grandfathered, but like given a pass. Mm-hmm. Um So anyways I don't want to make that a big deal And I don't want people to attack me If <laughs> you want to attack me Tweet me At Mike Kuros <laughs> uh, No but Um Yeah I mean This song was added to my psycho playlist <laughs> The week after it was released And I was like People were jamming out to it That song was People When I want to test songs out I go to my psycho class And If they're like Extra motivated Like This song People <laughs> were like Doing push ups And everything yeah. with me And they were on it It's a It's a
0: good workout song For
1: sure Um just
0: when she, she rips into that chorus, like, yo, I've been on, that mm-hmm. is the part where it just gets you yes. going. And like, it fills you with so much adrenaline that you could, you could feel like you are capable of anything if you
1: definitely listen to that. So, um, I'm going to call this a bop in yeah, my opinion. No, it's hands down a bop. This is like no question about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ariana Grande, I'm sorry. I had to question a little bit, there was, <laughs> but I know a bop when I smell it. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if this catches on, catches Have on. Have they been playing on radio? Cause you listen to the radio. I don't,
0: they haven't been playing it on uh, pop radio, <laughs> but I'm sure it's made an impact on urban radio. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I, I mean... don't, I don't typically listen to urban radio, so I wouldn't know off the, but, um, I'm guessing it has because <laughs> she's on top of the
1: rap world yeah. been in my opinion.
0: Her and I'm sure they're playing Drake, too.
1: Well, so one thing I'll add um, is that she released her video just yesterday, um, which was, I think, kind of interesting, but... Lately, artists have been releasing music videos at the same time that they release their singles, the day mm-hmm. off, simply because about three, four years ago, and I actually study this stuff in my free time, like, but three, four years ago, people would do that just so that because they knew Billboard, the YouTube impacted Billboard charts, mm-hmm. that that would increase their opportunities to get number one. She didn't do that. And yeah, to be honest, did. I think from a, a long-term making a hit, you need to have not... a splash right away but rather a steady stream of building that momentum Mm -hmm. and the fact that she releases music video about two to three weeks after the song came out i think it's strong because it keeps it top of mind for people that may have forgot over the last couple weeks
0: yeah it's a good it's a good strategy to constantly be putting your song out there Mm -hmm. rather than releasing everything at once you can have multiple opportunities to Put it out there, like the single release, then the music video, then a performance of it. So I think she's going the old school way with this, which I love. Yeah, tried and true. Yeah, so hopefully it works out for her because this is a song that people should be jamming out to.
1: Well, we'll let you jam out to it now (laughs) by playing this thirty-second clip of Chun Lee, not Chun, Chun (laughs) Lee. Here it is. Miss King Kong You're In my kingdom With my timbs on How many championships? Why It's rings on They need rappers like me They need rappers like me So they can get on their fucking keyboards and make me The bad guy Chung Lee
0: Ayo, I have been on Bitch, you been con Bentley, tin song Fendi, Prince song I mean, I have been stormed X-Men been formed
1: So we are moving into honorable mentions. Um, We'll do a couple of songs that didn't quite make the cut for uh, Spotlight, but are worth mentioning. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: the first one we're going to semi-spotlight, I guess, will be Zane's uh, Let Me. And overall, I thought this was a really chill track. Um, Got my my body grooving. And I mean... Yeah, I, it's different from Zayn's previous work. That his previous work was very hip hop, R and B oriented. This was more chill and poppy, which I appreciated.
1: Well, I think it's the right path for him to make. I think Zayn has enormous talent, great voice. He's gorgeous, like mm-hmm. he's bagels. Um, <laughs> but like, I think this track is a great summer song Absolutely. to release. Um, I think that it's a track that you would kind of play on the radio with sunroof sun open, mm, sun down. out. Yes. It's yeah. perfect. It's not, it kind of reminds me of that Justin Timberlake one. Fall in love with me. Which one is that? I forgot how it goes. Oh, Good Thing. Yeah. It yeah. kind of reminds you of that one a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a mid-tempo. It's a sexy track. Definitely listen to it. Um, I'm going to say it's a Bob. Yeah, same. It's totally. a for
0: me. And the second song that we're going to semi-spotlight is...
1: Um what is it? A good night by John Legend x Blood Pop. <laughs> I hate that damn x. people are using it all the time now. Um
0: so yeah, I just listened to this song and like a minute ago <laughs> it was um it was enjoyable. It's I got some gospel
1: pop there is kind of gospel. Combo
0: vibes. um and I thought it reminded me of I don't know if you know who Kirk Franklin is. <laughs> No. He was back in the mid-2000s. He was a gospel Cr- artist. Franklin. Yeah. And uh, he has this song, Imagine Me, that's really good. But uh, anyway, uh, that's who I thought of when I first heard this song. Um, it, there was also a part during the song where it kind of reminded me of Pharrell's Lucky. It was like a bump by the bump bump bump
1: There's almost a little also a bit of a, of a Robin Thicke Pharrell. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Blurred the, Lines. Blurred Lines. It's, it's very poolside summer track that you play mm-hmm. feel good vibes yeah that's what i wrote down it was very feel good Yeah, it's amazing yeah
0: um i don't know if it's i loved it i would
1: i would have to put it somewhere in between bop and flop okay. for, for well me. the first time i listened to it i was like oh okay i'm like <laughs> but as it i listen to it more it's grown on me so much total bop um i think i just gotta give john legend a shout out i feel like He's so versatile, and um, to partner with someone like Blood Pop, if you don't know, one of my favorite producers at this moment, like produce so much except for Flop Band, which I don't like. <laughs> Flop Band is we'll Joanne. talk
0: about that another yeah. Day. <laughs> we're gonna spot
1: with <laughs> Flop Band someday, um, but Pl- Blood Pop just produces bops left and right. He can like produce a block, a b- a bop in his sleep.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty impressed that John Legend did. Agree to this collaboration yeah. because it is a risky move to go from just piano ballads yeah. and soul to crossing over to to pop with a mainstream producer. So I give him props for that. But so I say bop. I say somewhere in between pop and flops. <sighs> Sorry to not commit to one. I but... hope
1: he tweets you and <laughs> Christy. I hope she. Chrissy. I hope she tweets you. I'm sure she will. <laughs> That's our honorable mentions. Now we are going to talk about just some news updates three quick items on the first one on our list to talk about um rihanna recently revealed that part of her upcoming music will be reggae inspired people were shocked about this and i'm like why are you shocked i'm like her first two albums or like reggae, ask out you know island type of music. That's her roots, and I think she's in a rocket. There's also been a rumor that her she's to release two albums. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, two different themes. Mm-hmm. One a little bit more avant garde, and one very radio friendly, like type of loud mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, um, I love that. Album. Yeah, well, exactly. And I think the rumor is that she knows her last album did all right. Mm-hmm. That she still wants to get for get for the top charts.
0: I mean, good for her. She's I I'm impressed with the fact that she's staying in the public eye with her, her makeup line, makeup and everything. beauty line. So, I mean, she's she's still being discussed yeah. even without any major music out. And she had she had that song last year that she was featured on uh, Wild, Wild Thoughts. Thoughts yeah. So she's she's so smart
1: about staying relevant yes. and staying current. So she's doing all the right things. I think previously between albums she would kind of be silent and mm-hmm. I feel like now she, she knows she, you know stardom to, it can die overnight you gotta keep it going right yeah she they're... probably
0: felt that with Auntie. but I personally love that album so I mean I'm looking forward to what's coming next <laughs> give yeah. us music yeah seriously uh, next item is Reputation Tour yeah Taylor Swift Taylor Swift's Reputation concert mm-hmm. is starting soon and actually Mike and I will be in attendance at the Chicago concert this, uh, not next week. They're actually paying us to be there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, in a, it's, <laughs> in a, it's in a few weeks, um, so actually we could give our recap and review of the concert mm-hmm. after we go see it and experience it. I know you went to the 1989 tour. You didn't go to that? I did not huh. go to that, oh so, no.
1: so Yeah, I mean, she's been sharing her like sneak peeks of things that tips, uh, things that she wants to show before the tour, like a countdown, Um, like, you know, her cool little snake lounge that people can be invited to if you are identified as a fan in the audience, Um, her merchandise, her costumes, which are all glitter and sparkly, Mm -hmm. which just inspires me to find a glittery outfit for men for her concert. Um, I think it's gonna be a good time. I mean, honestly, this era hasn't been her most popular, I would say, but... It I started, love the aesthetic.
0: It started off really strong with Look What You Made Me Do, and the music video got all these people talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the album was really great, in my opinion. It's good. Solid. Yeah. Cohesive. But then things seemed to tail off. Yeah. there they, A lot of radio stations weren't playing her music. Her music videos I was really disappointed in,
1: especially Delicates. Yeah. So Well, you know what, though? Like, She made a conscientious decision to say... I'm not doing any media interviews or anything like that, which I get your sentiment, but mm-hmm. it doesn't help your reputation <laughs> <laughs> that that you're being aloof and that you're kind of standoffish. And sure. That, that you don't speak about politics, which she does not do or defend things, which I'm not going to go into today, but we will another day. <laughs> um, the last item is talking about uh, just some behind-the-scenes pics. From- some
0: teasers and some rumors, I guess. Um, Lady Gaga has been... Uh, in the studio with blood pop we talked about formerly mentioned producer and they worked together on her album joanne and perfect illusion and i'm personally excited to see what they come up with she was also working with a producer named boys noise uh or boys Nose. i'm I'm not sure how to pronounce it but they were seen together in the studio Mm -hmm. um and she is also actually going to be featured in a film, A Star Is Born. Did oh. you watch a preview? I haven't seen it yet. I don't think it? I okay. don't think a trailer has come out yet. Oh. But she'll be in that too. And apparently, she's coming with new music. Ugh, Rumored I, to be in May. I don't know, but I'm, I'm not hopeful. here for
1: her acting career personally. I don't.
0: Don't not <laughs> until you. <laughs> I'm not it. gonna. It,
1: but. I, I, I'm excited because I think she realized with Flop An that <laughs> she needed to go back to her dance pop roots. Um, she needs to give the fans what we want. Yes. Um, if she does not do, her career is done. I'm sorry <laughs> to say that, but you heard it here first. Mike's a Lady Gaga hater. Yeah. Just I so love, love to hate her, but I, I love am a Lady
0: Gaga lover, so we're going to always be yeah. in disagreement.
1: I love <laughs> her. I like her music. I'm doing a, a ride to her, <laughs> partially um madonna has also been spotted in the studio and sharing photos behind the scenes um i'm the madonna fan (laughs) of these duo right here um she's been recording with dip she's going to be recording with diplo who i love diplo um he's got some bangers some bangers i
0: probably wouldn't have been a fan of his if he's stuck to just the straight edm yeah
1: like I don't know. He's done a good job of being culturally relevant by pairing up with pop artists. Yeah, like Justin Bieber, and she's also been um, spotted with um, the producer that was behind her masterpiece, which is music, which inspired Joanne. Might I add, <laughs> um, the country era thing. Um, but so, which is amazing for Madonna fans because I mean, this guy helped her create one of the masterpieces um, that is being like basically one of her tentpoles of her career.
0: Hopefully, we just don't get
1: all the leaks that happened with Rebel oh Hearts, because that was an
0: absolute that mess. That a mess and a half. So, even though that was a really good album... Um, wow, I
1: thought I'd never hear that from your
0: mouth. No. Technically, it only made it into my honorable
1: mentions. And his year-end list. On my end-of-the-year
0: end of, end of
1: top albums, but... Well, it's okay, because you heard Drew in the beginning say that he didn't like pop music till high school, <laughs> so I have always allowed him to discover Madonna <laughs>
0: I'm not saying I don't like Madonna. She has a lot of good music. I am more fond of her 80s songs, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to more uh, exploration of Madonna as the as she releases new music.
1: Well, that is our honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, you know, this is our first episode. It's crazy that we're done. Isn't that nuts? I know. I can't believe we got through it without... Yeah.
0: I I can't believe we got through it civilly.
1: Yeah, we did, we did, which is nice. However, <laughs> things may get contentious later on. I hope so. We may have issues live on this podcast. Um, but just a recap, you know, we're going to be doing this every other week or every week. We haven't decided yet. Yeah, maybe every other
0: week, just because there's not always life gets busy music too. to talk about. And yeah, life is busy, so we'll do it as we want to. Actually, how about that? Let's yeah, not make promises. Yeah, just follow us online through social media at BopToThisMusic, either on Instagram or Twitter. Or and, Facebook. Oh, and we're on Facebook. So look at, uh, find us through either of those uh, social media sites. And we're also at, I don't know if our website is live yet. It will be it live will by be. time
1: this is launched. BopToThisMusic.com. Um, you can see our blog, our podcast posts. We'll, that will then link you to the various avenues. You can listen to our podcast. We know Apple Music will be for sure one of them. I don't know about anything else yet, but we'll figure that out day by day. <laughs> yeah. So follow us,
0: like us, whatever you need to do yes. to. And try that out if tuned. you
1: disagree with our opinions. Yeah,
0: please offer your insights, offer your disagreements, your agreements. We want to hear from you. And if you have other songs that you want us to review or talk about, please uh, provide those to us so that we can discuss what the fans want to hear.
1: Yeah. Well, we are clocking out. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much. If you listen to this entire thing, I love you. I owe you a drink. and <laughs> I owe you nothing. <laughs> yeah, I owe you a drink. Cause, I mean, this is a lot. But this is like a passion project, I would say. Yeah, I, we
0: are both fans of music, so we're just kind of doing this as a side thing, just because we enjoy it, and we appreciate any anyone who listens. It's great
1: for us to have people who follow us. So, well, my name is Chun Li, and this is <laughs> uh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. thank you guys so much for listening to bop to this music. Have a great day. We'll catch you next time.